BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, this show is called uh, Back in the Saddle. Yes. With Jillian and Janice. Yes. And um, slay, queen, slay. And, and, <laughs> and I knew that at some point in this new incarnation of the show, that we would go back to a certain something that you love to talk about. So I will just let you have it. Go at it. Too famous. Too famous. Oh, man. Okay. I had one. All I've right. had a couple, but they haven't, they don't fit into the keeping it real protocol at all. It's like, you'll be talking to the world's foremost, you know, expert on blood vessels. And I'm like, hold on, let me talk about the time I accidentally ate fish sperm. Like it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sync up, Jay. The one I remember the most, though, is the chickens in Malibu. Oh, that was Heidi. That was all compliments of Heidi. Yeah. We we have had a uh, a new one. And this one is too famous for Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I'm a cowgirl. Home of the Cheneys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think Dick, I think D- uh, Dick still has a has a place. I don't know about Liz, but I think Dick's got a place no. there. Is that guy still alive? Yes, absolutely. No, he's not. He sure is. He's not. He certainly oh, Don. is. Don. Let me see. Don Cheney. Don? Don, no. Dick. Dick. <laughs> the fuck is Don? Don. Don you know, Don, you know, Bill Cheney. He's still around. Oh, wow. He's 82. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay. So, so, Tashanna, this is, everyone thinks she made me move to Miami. She didn't. I told you it was the homeless guy shitting in the parking lot that did it. Okay. And, um, that and a host, crack pipes and all of that. Uh, so, She's like, I love Miami, babe. This is great. And she went to college there. So she's she's a sport. But she's like, I really prefer, mind you, grew up on the West Coast or East Coast. I'm sorry. She's a New Yorker. She's like, I prefer the West Coast. The West, period. She loves like Idaho and Wyoming and Colorado. Like that is, don't ask me how. The girl is. I was just going to say, does she have, does she live there? Or no. What? But I think her mom, because her mom used to take them on these trips to dude ranches, she's got some obsession with it. She loves horseback riding, okay. but likes to ride Western. Oh, I need to ask you about your horses at some point. But anyway. Oh, that's kind of a sad story. Oh, okay. They're oh. all okay, but they've been rehomed. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Buzz is like old, old now. So he's literally been put out to pasture. Seven is 15. Still alive. Oh my God! Love of my life, that dog. Remember seven? Uh, How Dr. old is Buzz? How old is Buzz? Buzz was a little older than seven, so he's uh, like around twenty. Um, so at the moment, he's just living the life, living the life in the, in the in, pasture. Uh, hold on, what's that? Um, they make fudge. It's on the way up north. It's a strange little Wairika? town. No. It's like Santa, uh, about an hour north of Santa Barbara. I can't remember it. Oh, Solvang. So, oh, these are not said Solvang. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, so anyway, so, okay. So she went to dude ranches. So, and so, that- so she's like, I really just want a little place in Wyoming. Right. And I, get, 
I get altitude sickness. When you said, I just thought, Jillian, Wyoming. Yeah, I don't like the cold. Um, I'm like, "Uh, so to make a long story short, between there and Colorado, and I was like, this could be a nice change, right? Because during COVID, we were going to like Colorado, Wyoming, because you couldn't go anywhere else. So I developed a real love for it in particular during summer, not just winter. I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. You can hike and you can bike and you can do all these really cool things. And I, I started to really appreciate it differently. So I'm like, all right. But I wanted to do Colorado. I didn't I didn't understand. I was like, ah, Jackson, the food's not that great. Long and the short of it is we go to Jackson. And um, again, over New Year's, hadn't been in years. And I ended up loving it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Sure. D, D finds a real estate agent. And we end up buying a house on that trip. We buy a house. How does that even happen? I don't even know. But it was kind of the perfect house. Whereas in Miami, we've yet to be able to find an actual house. We've rented there the entire time we've been there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. nightmare. I got too famous for a landlord. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> so we end up, we buy this house. We close on February 16th. We go to Wyoming. Okay. So... Have you ever driven in <laughs> snow? Yes, I have driven in snow. Don't forget where I live. <laughs> yes, I have driven oh, in snow. No, no, Janice. Gets out. We went sailing into a snow. Okay, first day I'm flying out. Jashanna went ahead of me to get the house kind of ready because we're going to do a little bit of construction on it, but we're going to stay there while we closed it. I'm on my way out. It's now my birthday, right? Phoenix and I are flying out. Lou is spending time with Heidi, and I get a phone call. Babe, don't panic. I'm like, of course, what do you do? You panic. Don't panic. First thing you do is panic. I've been in a horrible accident. Somebody hits her head on, right? Hits her head on. She's okay. But totally, she's shaken up. I'm like, well, call national. She's like, call national. I'm in a head on accident. I didn't understand. She's like, I almost died. Freaking out. So, like, I, I'm like, okay, okay, just, I'll be right, I'm going to be right there. Meanwhile, I'm, like, trying to get on the flight. It's in the middle of that winter storm, Olive. I've never experienced snow, really. I haven't. For, like, a couple of days to snowboard, and then I leave. I, I don't know anything about the fucking snow. The long and the short of it is we got stuck in a snowdrift at least three times. The neighbors all kind of live in this this little subdivision. They're all communities. We're driving up the hill. We've had like multiple car accidents. We've been pulled out of the snow drips. And well, what are you driving? A Tracel? monster <laughs> truck. I swear to God, with snow tires. We live on a hill. I mean, I, I will say, I will give you granted. You're dealing with big, Jay, big ass snow. The best part is when I said to the broker, I'm like, why is this house not sold? She goes, well, people could be a little intimidated by the hill. <laughs> Three fucking accidents in five days on the hill. Three accidents. You can't get up the hill. The car wheels just spin and spin and spin. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a. And you had already bought it. Oh, yeah, done. Oh, Oh, yeah, I bought the farm. So I'm driving up this hill and there's a wolf in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh, my God, P, it's a fucking wolf. Shannon, stop the car. We all sit there and we look at the wolf and the wolf looks at us. I'm like, oh, my God. Phoenix rolls down his window and the wolf comes up to Phoenix's window. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold, on, hold on. Don't they make don't, wait, wait. Isn't there shows about people like you? Just wait. 
the wolf starts wagging his tail. I'm like, well, that's strange. So I go to get out of the car. Oh and Jenna's God. like, okay. don't get out of the car. Don't get out of the car. And Barry. Wait, can, just a question. Why would you get out of the car? Well, because it was a friendly the... wolf. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. this is crazy. This dog is so big. It's got to be. I've never seen a dog this big. It's got to be 200 pounds. I get out of the car and buried. It's the middle of the night. It's 10 o'clock, the middle of the night. Pissing crazy snowstorm. Snowstorm olive. I, I'm like, wait a second. And I can kind of see something shiny under this dog's fur. No tag. Just this reflective collar. So I kidnap the dog. Why? Right? Why? Well, it's lost in a snowstorm oh, in the middle okay. of the night. Okay. So I'm like, I wonder if it's like a wolf dog. What is this dog? Turns out it's a, called a northern Inuit dog from the Game of Thrones. What are those dogs called on that show? Malamutes? No, no. Hold on. Uh, wh- Dragons? What, what is the name? No. Name I don't know. I didn't the watch the wolf show. Wolf on Timberwolf? No. On of Thrones. There's a tim- such a thing as a Timberwolf. It's a direwolf dog. Game of Thrones. Direwolf dog. So I take the direwolf and I put him in the car. Okay. And we barely make it back up to the house. I take the direwolf's collar and I look inside because there's no tag and it has a name. I'm calling the owner, calling the owner, calling the owner. The owner doesn't get back to me. Until the very next day when the owner, the dog's name is Iso, the owner is like, oh, yeah, he just roams. Let him go. Don't let him inside and don't feed him. The dog's been inside eating everything out of the fridge for 24 hours. I'm like, oh, my God. I am telling you, Jay, it, it has been. The, but the long and the short of it is, you know, what's interesting. And here's here's kind of the lesson is that we had a series of mishaps. From like not being able to get into the garbage thing at the bottom of the hill and ended up having that. We didn't know oh, how to get bear, into it. Was it bear proof? Was it was bear, bear proof. proof. We didn't know how to throw away the garbage. Yeah. And so I couldn't reach the lady who runs the HOA. So we ended up dumping garbage in a dumpster at a restaurant that has cameras on it because you got to pay for garbage. Oh. So they come running out as we like commandeered their dumpster. I mean, it's just a shit. It's like one shit yeah. show after another. And. I'll tell you this much. These people will run out of their store to, like, give you a quarter you left behind or $100 that you left behind. They will spend a half an hour dragging you out of the side of the road. They're not professional tow people. They they literally are, are the nicest. It is like the land that time forgot. And honestly, it, I felt like Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets, like, they make you want to be a better person. Because they genuinely are better people. And I mean, just good people where you come from a city. Like Janice and I were just crossing the street to move a car. <laughs> it's a quiet street. We've already crossed the two lanes. And this guy flies by. And I was like, oh, you're just an asshole. Like, you're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think about having grown up in the city. And people always make these shitty comments about flyover states and rednecks and they really and i'm sorry to generalize but from like la new york like the big cities they really shit all over this community of people and i'll never forget even though jackson by the way has more billionaires than any place in the world but i'm saying the ones that go through the teton pass and drive hours to get to work because they work there but they can't afford to live there because all the billionaires live there like those are the people right 
we went to this place called Stagecoach to dance on a Sunday night. And there's two lesbians, one that has hair under her arms. She's like so far into the movement, right? And then there's a bunch of cowboys. And I'm like, how does this fucking work? And the hairy armpit lesbian was dancing with the cowboys while her girlfriend was, everybody seems to coexist there. And this is not the billionaire cowboy bar. This is like the hometown Sunday night. And, 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 and you could be an out lesbian there? They are. And I mean, out, out, not, not like fitting in out. I mean, out, out. Right. And so for years I've listened to people like, ah, oh, so ignorant, ah, oh, stupid. And when you really think about it, someone said this to me once a few years ago. He's like, you know, it's fascinating. We shit all over these people. They're church going. They work two jobs to make ends meet. Right. They, they try to just follow the law. And everybody shits all over them all the time. They're playing by the rules. They're trying to raise their kids. They're trying to make ends meet, right? They, they work an honest job. They do or don't go to church. A lot of times they do. And in these cities, we just shit all over them. We do. I'm sorry. And I really started to pay attention to that. Because when you want to ask yourself, not to say they're Trump voters, but when people want to understand, because there are a lot of reasons people vote voted for Trump. I've talked to people in New York, L.A. that voted for Trump. And, and, but, but I'm saying that when you put these people down over and over and over again and someone finally is paying attention or acknowledges them, like, no wonder. No, you don't think? Tell me. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I, I'm, I know. I absolutely- and it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been more lovely. Make me like a spot. I didn't want to leave. I was like so upset to leave because I had talked to everybody in town. You call up to set up your, I guess I'm not too famous for Wyoming. I guess I fit right in. I did steal the fucking dog though. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Janice, I want to talk about dying. Okay, sure. That's No, I... I... I actually like talking about dying. Do you? Well, I mean, it's not. not I mean, it's my favorite topic. But I just say that I, I, um, um, I, I like that the topic of dying is being talked about. Are you afraid of it? No. 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 Okay. Interesting. I would have told you I wasn't afraid of it. Paul, are you afraid of it? No. No. Yeah. 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 Flip that mic around, big dog. Oh, really? <laughs> you reach a, a certain age that I feel like I've lived my life and I've accomplished a lot of things and I've raised a family and I'm not afraid of it anymore. I just, cause I'm at that point in life where I'm 67. I'm at that point where it's looking, I'm looking downhill now. And it's not a bad thing. 
it's actually a good thing the way I'm looking at it. And I'm appreciating my life even more right. because of it. Right. Because I know my time is, is shorter than it was 20 years ago. Right. So that's how I look at it. I'm, I don't, I'm not afraid at all. Yeah, I, we're in the back. Paul and me are in the back 40. Back 40? I've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, I technically am too then. No. Late 40s. No, 40 like in the back of a field. Oh, yeah. it's a sports thing. Well, it's just a, you know. A sports thing? Kind of, yeah. We're in the, we're in the. Let me ask my wife if she knows what that is real quick. Actually, that's that's a reference to uh, a, a, a like a distance, not an age. The back 40. The, yeah. the back 40 is your area behind the house that you keep all your junk. The back 40, right. That's oh, right. it's not a sports thing? No, no, sorry. You said it was a field thing. No, I thought it was. The 40 my... acres behind your house. That's You have 40 acres in your house? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I was thinking, <laughs> honey, I have a question. Janice just told me that the back 40 is a sports analogy. No, I, I was is that mistaken. True or false? That one? The back 40. <laughs> is the back 40. Is the back 40. I what you're saying. Okay. Is the back 40 a sports thing? The back 40? Yeah. I don't know what sport. Yeah, no, she does all sports. You're wrong. You're wrong about this. Okay. Uh, Paul's I mean, right. Janice, Janice is probably right, but what sport? What sport? I, well, my, my football thinks it's the 40 acres behind no, your house. No, Paul, but Paul, Paul makes more that's... sense. I thought it was the back in the in the, in the football. Oh, she this thought is just it was going off the freaking charts. Is it a football thing? No. No, Paul's. Back 40. Oh, God. <laughs> is this a trick question? No! <laughs> No, Janice said she's closer to dying and said she was in the back 40. I said, what are you talking about? This... Oh, my God. I'm at the airport. Okay. Checking my okay. I'll talk to you in a bit. Hey, bye. She doesn't know what you're talking about. No, I had uh, Paul's right. Anyway, Paul and I, Paul and I are in the, the latter You're part. hanging out in the in the backyard? No, it just means that it's, not the pri- it's not the prime. You're not in the prime front yard. If you've got 40 acres of land in the back, you're in the prime. No, no, no. Okay. All okay. right. Anyway, so the point that I was trying to make before you took us so painfully off Yes, I realized that. Is that, when's our lunch showing up? I think your blood sugar is low. I can tell I'm you're good. losing your Yes, I am bit. hungry. Okay. I got snacks. No, I'm good. You want some peanut mm-hmm. butter? I want to talk about, what, what, what did you want to say? About death. <laughs> Why are you avoiding the topic now? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you're 100% all there I'm for good. this because it's serious. I'm good. So if you need a little blood sugar spike, I brought snacks for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm ready for There's you. There's string cheese. Jesus. All right. So, D, I could have asked her about this. My wife is really afraid of death. Like, she's actually, it's almost, it's, I don't want to say pathological. I'm not quite sure what the right word is, but it's like ingrained. She's really afraid of it. And I... I know other people that are deeply afraid of it, right? So it's no secret that I have been exploring. Sorry, my mic just left me. It's no secret that I've been exploring psychedelics and clinical treatment, utilizing psychedelics for things like um, stopping addiction or, or he- fixing healing addiction, helping people with addiction. I can't find the right term. Helping manage anxiety, helping manage OCD. And they use, this is what's really, really cool. So for stage four terminal cancer, they will use psychedelics to help people have a better quality of life in the event that they're afraid, right? Or they become depressed. Okay. okay. If you diagnose me with cancer right now, I think I would freak out. I think I would be like, wow, this is it. 
holy shit, I'm going to miss so much. And that would scare me. Um, but my, my point is that I did think I've got myself to a pretty good place with actually fearing death. So forget the, the losing the loved one and walking that leg without them is brutal. You can't overcome that pain, right? Like I was talking to your son and um, Jake and I were talking and he's like, I cannot. I don't even want to talk about losing my dad. I don't even know how I'm going to go on. That's the part that you can't reconcile under any circumstance, right? The loss. And having left the kids or the kids losing me. But where I'm going with this is that it did torture me. I was afraid. And that the thought of losing a loved one was debilitating for me for years. Since I lost my grandmother when I was 10. And I, in trying to help D kind of manage this fear, I'm trying to sign her up for a clinical trial to do mushrooms. But, and by the way, why? Right. What is it that you, you know, they, they say that it, it puts you in touch with you see reality differently. Right. You you experience this melting away of ego where you realize or you feel that you are one with everything and everything is one with you. There's a connectivity. There's a sense of a greater thing, much greater that you are, in fact, a part of and that comforts people. And in, in you know, whenever I get into all the science stuff I like to get into, that's a religious experience for me. Like when these guys talk about time and no such thing as past and present, right? Everything is simultaneous. Well, that would mean that my grandmother and I are still doing our thing right now. And it's just as real as you and I doing our thing, but I'm just walking this leg without her. Or maybe parallel universes, right? The potential of, well, Jillian, Janice, and Paul are living every potential kind of life they can live in parallel universes. So we're never really dead. We're, we're, there's just a part of the space-time fabric we're not on, a part of the universe we're not in, but we're always present and our spirit. So like all of these things fascinate me and they help me reconcile a fear of not existing anymore. I started to look into many years ago these near-death experiences and I stopped. I got, I got, I felt better right? I stopped seeking. And this was a while ago. And I started looking into it again to try to calm, help Deshanna find some peace. And I had her listening to like all these physicists. And she's like, stop, I can't. You're like numbing my mind. It's going over. I don't want to deal with it. It doesn't comfort me, right? It didn't work for her. The science angle was not her. She's Catholic. Didn't want to hear it. So I'm like, okay, what about near-death experiences? And we started listening to stories and we started watching shows. And it reminded me, do you realize two out of 10 people will have a near-death experience? And the similarities in these experiences are staggering. And I mean fucking staggering. So Carl Jung had a near-death experience, one of the fathers, fathers of my modern psychotherapy. And he came back and talked about the collective conscious and how we are all part of this collective consciousness. Um, Sebastian Younger, I was listening to Sebastian Younger, uh, very famous, well-respected author. He died, came back to life, saw his father hovering over him who had died years prior, right? I mean, it's always the same story in large part. There's the feeling of belonging to more. There's usually the connection with a loved one or someone who's passed. 
or a guide of some sort, imparting some knowledge, explaining why you need to go back. Explain that shit to me. Explain it. Come on. And, and I'll, I'll go, and then I'll see what I got for no, you. No, I, I, there's something fundamental, though, that I think... The brain you, is dead. Your brain dead. No, They're but brain dead. It seems to me... They hover over their body all the time, see themselves from the ceiling, watch the doctors performing the surgery, know the music the doctors are playing in the room over, 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 over. Saw their father, saw their mother, saw their da-da-da-da-da, right? Got the information, got the knowledge, knew they had to come back over and over. Come on. Negate it. I'm just saying, you're trying to avoid grief. You're doing everything you can to avoid grief. And grief is a beautiful process, as heartbreaking really? and as bittersweet as. Absolutely. I'm thinking about the magic of this shit. Uh, no, I'm just saying that you want to help Shauna not be afraid of death. Yes. So you want her to, you're showing her videos. You want her to <laughs> possibly start playing with uh, psychedelics. You want her to start yeah. doing. What, why, why can't she just face grief? scares her i know but i want but, her to but, find a peace with it to avoid grief you're this avoiding is fear a, though it's fear that's the your difference. fear you're, but you're afraid of grief you're more afraid of grief than you are afraid of death in my opinion death is yes, death that's for sure that is for sure but death does scare a lot of people though uh, yes because it's unknown because we don't there's no oh, yeah, handbook I'm so afraid on of grief 100 percent. that that i have not assuaged but i don't i i'm not afraid of what comes next, I don't think. I approach it with curiosity. And that, I mean, the after, are you talking afterlife? Yes, yes. I guess these are two separate cons, uh, ideas that you're, you're helping me realize is that, like, you're right. I don't want to grieve. That's scary. I'm t devastated for the day I'm going to lose seven or my mom or whatever else. You're right. I have not reconciled that at all. Then there's the genuine fear of dying, I think, that people have. And I guess. For that part, I do think if you look at, if you read these books or these stories or you, like, even there's a show on Netflix, and I got to be honest, most of it's good. There's an episode on mediums, which is shit. It's called Surviving Death. First one is about people. Oh, I've seen that. Did you see uh, it? I haven't seen it, but I've seen the. Uh, Watch uh, yeah. it, Jay. The first one is people who've had near-death experiences. The other one is about um, people who are dying and in hospice. Another one is, uh, come on, Jill. Another one is about, quote, signs from the dead. Like, really interesting things that have happened after a loved one has died. I, I mean, the thing you should deal now, with hypotheticals, though. You, we, we will never know. We will never know beforehand what's on the other side. All of this data. I, as more, I, th I, think, I think, if I believe, some people believe that when in death happens, the light goes out. I like to think that there's something beyond. I have no idea. And I will never know. You could you could watch 10,000 stories on people's, this is what happened when I died in a crash and I came back. That's their interpretation. It's it's their interpretation How of death. How come so many people have like overwhelming similarities in there? Because maybe that's the 100,000 that spoke. There's probably... I don't Jay, know. I, I'm just... I don't I'm think there's a you. car. I don't think there's one. I don't think there's one way that that this is what happens in death i don't i don't you believe don't? that i i think listen there there are variables when they talk right like carl Jung saw a buddha in a temple one woman saw like jesus another uh, what i think or if i had to guess 
I think that our, gosh, the, the, the way we've been brought up is representing this knowledgeable entity, being, and giving it form in a way we know how. Hence the reason some will see Jesus, some will see right. Buddha, some will see a guy. But it's the same character saying the same thing. Same role, different skin. Over and over and over, Jay. And then I was, it's what like, if it's our own consciousness telling us that? Jay, what if it's our dead. own consciousness saying, you're no, fucking but, brain dead? I don't know. I'm just saying. That. I hear you. But, but I, and I totally understand. But how do you describe it? It's like, oh, and then the light. And then I saw myself from above and I saw the car accident and my arm was hanging out of the car. And then da 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 da. da and it's like, and then the pictures of what the person's like, I saw myself from above. I was sitting on the light post in the street. And my arm was out of the car. And then there's pictures from like the place. And it's like, same thing. Chill, you're looking for an absolute. You're saying I can't have one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just, it's, no one's coming back to tell you the, to tell you the they truth. They do, though. They died again. Well, back. yeah, but were they, they really, if they, if they were dead, 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 maybe they weren't dead, dead, dead. One woman drowned for 40 minutes. Watch the friggin' watch the. Uh, I'll watch. I will watch. watch. It's a, it's on my it's on my watch. I mean, list. I, I had um an author Mary Roach made fun of me. Um, I like Mary Roach. Right? She writes, yes. She made fun yeah. of me, and she's like, because she's a huge journalist. It's all this research. Mm-hmm. She wrote that book Spook, and she's like, you're driving me to a Netflix documentary for information. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's based on a book. She's like, okay. I mean, but. Here's the thing. It is based on a book, just like Michael Pollan's documentary is based on his book. And I respect Michael Pollan a lot. They had the individuals that died on the show. One of them is a doctor. This woman died for 40 minutes. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. She's like, when I died, just watch it. She goes, when I died, um, there were, I'm trying to remember because I watched it a couple of years ago. There were guides and the guides warned her that her son would die. And she was like, why? Like, why my son? Why? And they said something, again, I, I'm butchering this because I can't remember it fully, but it's like there's beauty in all things. Like, you know, there's a reason, whatever it might be. She's like, it was always in my mind. Doctor died for 40 minutes. A decade goes by. And her son is in this cross-country skiing event, gets hit by a car and dies. And the thing is, like, she had said, not to her son, but I've been told he's going to, like, this is going to happen. And she's like, and right when I kind of thought, oh, we're out of the woods. 21, I think. He gets hit by a car and dies. Explain it. Explain. No, I, come on. I, you're right about everything you're saying. I'm just arguing, like, yes, there are no absolutes. Yes, you're right. I don't want to grieve. But nevertheless, let's table all Jill's psychological shenanigans, right? Because you're correct. I'm not even going to pretend like you're not. There's something here. You don't see it? What do, what do you mean there's something here? Something what, what, magic. Something bigger than us. Something real. That we could arguably hang our hat on. Religion is, to me, religion is community. It's tradition. There's great moral tales. But from a scientific perspective, that is where the buck's going to stop. And I get that it's not, these NDEs aren't science, but the overwhelming amount of data is more to me than I've got anywhere else. I just find it, I'm like, that's, I find it miraculous, literally a miracle. It, I, I, I do too. I, and, I, and, I, and I applaud the people who, 
who share their stories because a lot of times people could go, yeah, sure, okay. You know, and I applaud that. I just, I, I am. They feel compelled though, Jay. Like when you listen to Sebastian Younger, he feels compelled. He's like, I've got to write a book about this. Sebastian Younger. He's like, I was an atheist and my father was a physicist. He's like, so I want to make sure to, to, to do justice to this story for my father and for myself who don't kind of buy in, right? He's like, I want to write a book about it. Uh, he feels compelled because they have seen I something think, else that I we think are, you're don't afraid know. to believe. I think you're a, I think, I shouldn't say that. I think you're afraid. I think you possibly, I think you possibly <laughs> have a fear um, in believing, uh, in allowing yourself just to have belief. Oh, absolutely. You want I to want have fact. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, so, so uh, belief and, and faith, if I put it that way, are, 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 are too it's scary. It's a hope conversation. It's a hope conversation. Foolishly optimistic. And in fact, the data doesn't support it. I need data. Show me the facts. But mama, I don't think you're going to get it when it comes to data. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going it on your own, man. And I... <laughs> well, fuck you, Janice. <laughs> What does the phrase back 40 mean? Oh, my Back God. 40. Plural back 40s. They're a moat part of a farm. They couldn't contact the farmer right away because he was out plowing the back 40. U.S. idiomatic. The most remote or inaccessible part of any place. Janice, my friend, <laughs> you are definitely out on the back 40. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, I, I have to, I have to ask you. Oh. I, I have to ask, you know what I'm going to ask you? What happened with your dad? I, oh. Your poor dad. In this My scam. poor dad? My poor dad. <laughs> guess who's out 300 smackers? This girl. So guess what happened? So that same weekend, I get an email from my dad. And it's like, Honey, do you have an Amazon account, right? I'm having a hard time getting into my account and I'm trying to send a gift card to a friend's daughter for her birthday. Love, dad. This is how <laughs> clever, hold on, right? So, but my dad can't figure out how to get into his phone. He doesn't know his passwords to anything. He can barely turn on his microwave. The man, by the way, was like an extremely accomplished attorney. So I'm like, of course he can't get into it, right? Cause like we got him a new S22 ultra phone and he couldn't even figure out how to find the app store. So I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, dad, I have it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, you know, what are you sending uh, to who, right? What do you want it to say? Send me the email. Cause you know, with a gift card, you just send it off to the email. And he's like, oh, could you say like, 
you deserve everything beautiful on this day. Aww. Like sending you love, Doug. This is her email and this is her name. And could you send $300? And I was like, and all of a sudden I hear the needle in my head scratch off the record, right? <laughs> I'm like, $300. This is the guy that just gave his granddaughter $100 for her birthday. That Like $300. So, and, oh, and my best friend is my dad's like, I'll pay you back. Right. So I'm like, don't worry, dad. You don't have to pay me back. So I'm like $300. Like this guy, you know, this is the cheapest, you know, like I had to get a phone from seven years ago. I had to buy a brand new phone. $300. So I'm like, dad, who are you sending $300 to? Because I'm like, maybe he's like knocking boots with this woman on the side and he's sending, this isn't anybody's daughter. Come what are yeah. you from 1952? Yeah, well, it's my dad. I don't want to say I don't want to be like, he's banging, you know. He's like, no, she's got stage four mesothelioma and they've got medical bill. And I was like, oh my God. So of course See, I now buy her off $300. And you feel so, bad for all those oh, thoughts yeah. you have. So now I sent $300 and I get another in, um, um, I fired off to my dad proof. I go, it's all done, dad. Don't even worry about it. Cause my dad's coming to Florida in a couple of weeks. Right. From this, this point, I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I got it. I'm happy to do it. I'll see you, you know, in Florida. And I get the response, you know what? 300 is enough. Can you send another 300? I'm like, Oh my <laughs> God. So I call my dad. I go, dad, did you just ask me to send $300 to your friend's daughter? He goes, no. <laughs> and I go, wait, it's about to get better. I go, okay, dad, you've been hacked. He goes, nah, honey, nah, nah, nah. Your uncle Sammy just called me and he said the same thing about an Amazon account. I didn't answer it because I'm at the gym. And I said, Sammy, you've been hacked. And then I hung up on him. I go, no, dad, you've been hacked. And he's like, no, I haven't been hacked. Long story short, my dad had been hacked. Oh, Cut to no. these people were so clever, okay, that they had gotten into his email, emailed everybody, found out who everybody was because they said, love dad. That's what got me. That's why my brother thinks I'm a, he's like, you dipshit. Like, because my brother actually caught it, but he's not close enough with my dad for my, you know, for my dad to have emailed him about for help with that. Whereas I get those emails all the time. So I completely fell for it. And they were deleting, they had forwarded my dad's emails. So he wasn't seeing anybody responding saying like, Hey, you've been hacked. And they were deleting all of the sent messages. So my dad couldn't see in his email that he was oh asking everybody God. he knew he's known his whole life for money. So the, the long and the short of it now is I'm dialoguing. I'm like these son of a bitches. So I'm trying to delay it. Well, Deshanna's on the phone with Amazon to get the, the, the $300 credited back. And Janice, this goes on for days. And I'm like, you know what, dad? Cause I'm thinking like, are they here? Is there any chance they're here? Cause they're using a, so I'll explain what to do next, but they're using a VPN. So it's like a login from Ukraine, a login from Nigeria, a login from over here, a login from over there. So we're going back and forth and I'm trying to get a Zelle thing. And I'm like, oh, I, you know what, dad? I'm like, because you're an unknown sender, like you got to send me a dollar from Zelle. And they're like making shit up. It's not going through. So finally I realized like, I'm not going to catch them. Right. God, how so did I, you figure out how to even communicate with any, because that doesn't matter. I mean, just, well, they're emailing me as my dad. Then they start, I got them out of my oh, dad's email. They oh, start I a know. new email, but they name themselves Doug. 
So they think I'm so stupid. I'm not catching it. Right. So I finally give up. I'm not going to catch them. And I start messing with them. So I'm like, Hey, dippity poop, poop. Did you get the wire? (laughs) (laughs) So I keep keep going back and forth. And he's like, she hasn't confirmed. This is the hacker. She hasn't confirmed yet due to late approval from your end, I guess. Hopefully in the morning, she should receive it. I'll let you know once it's done. Love, dad. So then I respond. Oh, my. Hang on. I go, okay, that sounds great. And I can't wait to help you fix your Amazon account, caca face. <laughs> so we're just, we're going back and forth. And at this point now, I'm like, all right, diarrhea, dick bag, doodle bear. And finally the hacker is like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Don't you understand our inside joke, you pumpkin fuckable ashtray? And so they write back and they're like, okay, Dick wad balls. <gasps> Look at you, please send me. <laughs> the sound request. Mama, it was going on for days until I realized I wasn't going to catch him. But here's here's the bottom line, because it's it actually was a nightmare for me and took me forever to clean up my dad's situation. So I want to actually do a little takeaway on this for you guys. Because uh, I think it's important. So, well, it's interesting. It's gone from what's interesting. It's gone from the because fo- it was always the phone before. We're going to uh-huh. have you arrested. You know, especially around tax time. Uh, if you don't call back, blah blah blah. So it's ch- so the the landscape, oh, the hackers, it's all online now. See, they're getting into your SIM cards. They're calling up your phone companies and they're saying like, "Oh my God, my phone's not working. Can you send me another phone?" Because they fished your information. They send your phone right? They send them a phone and they've got your new SIM card in that phone that these people think is you. And then they're, when you do the two-way factor authentication, they're getting the codes. It's, they're breaking into the computers. They're breaking into crypto wallets. They're getting into all of it. They're getting, they're doing Amazon fraud. So I want to do a few, like a few things here that we can do to kind of protect ourselves. So the first thing is the password. So I don't know about you, but I was guilty of this. Setting the same password with slight variations for everything because you remember it. Have you done that, Jay? Well, I, w- I took an internet course, you know, helping you oh. do the internet. <laughs> this is years ago. And that's exactly what they told me <laughs> to do. Is you, yeah, you, that's exactly what they said. They said, alter it, use the same, and then alter it. Never, ever. I just pause. Sure never use the same. Don't even alter it. Don't ever do anything like that. It's catastrophic because here's what happens. You'll have a data leak on, let's say, your Hulu account, right? And let's say your password on Hulu is Bungo Zongo pump- Pumpkin Fuckable Ashtray Exclamation Mark. Which is what I've been using. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is, which is, how did you know? <laughs> okay, so you're saying it was bungo, bungo, fuck your ashtray, dash one. Right. But then, <laughs> but then for your AMX account, it's like bungo, bungo, fuck, fuck your, your ashtray, ashtray right? dash two. Right, right. Right. So what happens is these hackers, hackers get it in a leak 
So when you see these things that are like, you may have been, you know, your stuff may have been done and leaked in a thing. And we're like, oh, I'm fine. You're not fine. <laughs> so what happens is because they start to go get bongo bongo. Only what they do is they've got this tech, right? Which I can't even describe, but essentially this tech that runs bongo bongo fuckable ashtray dash one dash ampersand dash it can run a million variations of that password and within five minutes they'll hack every single account of yours every single one not to mention it's always like oh you know my kids names my dog's names a blend of my kid and my dog you know my age the year i was born my astrological sign it's the same shit yeah, so even yeah, if they yeah, yeah. don't have your information from a data leak, but your social media is open, they can be like, okay, perfect. Let's take, you know, seven Memphis, Phoenix, Lou, you know, 1974, 2010, 2012, all the, you know, the birth years, the names, and give me every very, they'll hack it in an hour. So because they're kind of it's like a slot. They're basically just rolling. They're just constantly rolling. Right. And it's a computer doing it, mama. It does. It does a million different variations in a second. So when it suggests like X triple Q ampersand parenthetical plus sign, you know, P double dash five, four, three, you know, and we're like, oh, no, I can never remember that. That's the one you take. And I'm going to explain in a second. It has no connection to you. It's got a million different things, and you choose a different one each time you choose a password. So it's oh like, oh my god! Wait a minute, though. This is where it's so easy. There are million. Um, there's like Passkey. There's Dashlane. There's all these different programs now that remember all of that for you. There's Dropbox, Vault. So is we, that safe though to have a to have a machine yes. remembering for you? Those are safe because they're designed to do it. So, like for example, Dashlane or Dropbox Vault, they create it for you. They remember it for you. But now, even if you're like, I don't think so, the next thing you need to do is to have two-factor authentication, which, like, in case you ever sign into your email, right? It's like we've detected an unusual login in Nigeria or whatever it might be. It'll say, is this you, right, to your phone? It usually sends an SMS. Yes. yes. Now, you don't actually want to do the SMS. You want to switch over to something like Google Authenticator, which is just an app, and you want to do it through that because here's the thing. If they hack into your SIM card, they'll get the authentication code. Oh, my God. Is that the the one where they say which, which one is up, which dog is upright? Mm-mm. So Google Authenticator oh, is just an app you download. You say, okay. yes, I want to enable two-way factor authentication. It's on all okay. my bank accounts. It's on everything. Are you actually writing this down? We're recording this, so you don't need to write it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something very important about being tactile, okay? Piss off. It's <laughs> but it's recorded. I know. I just realized that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So... So you download Google, 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 Authenticator. Google Authenticator and then Google will say, what account is this for? And you'll say my cell phone or whatever. And because when you enable two-way factor authentication, you just go into your security settings, enable two-factor authentication. If you, if it's for your bank, your phone, your this, your that, there's, there's Google how to do it. There's YouTube videos that'll walk you through it in seconds, depending upon the device. And then what happens is when I go to log into my bank account, it's like, okay, great. What's the code on, on your Authenticator? Now, they don't have your Google Authenticator, even if they have your phone. 
Do you see what I'm saying? They're not logged into your authenticator. Kind of. So you know, now, I'm going to have to listen to this. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast again to, to remember it all because you won't let me write a shit down. Anyway, yeah. Right. I'm sure we need the download. So <laughs> let, let's <laughs> Stream, 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 stream. <laughs> um, okay. So with that said, you punch in. So Google Authenticator will give you like six numbers and you punch them in. So now it's not just your password. It's we're proving it's you with your two-way factor authentication through the Google Authenticator app. Great. That's how we protect our passwords. Next, in order to avoid getting hacked, make your socials private, friends and family only, because they can get all that information about you like we were talking about, Right. If you get, this is really where you're going to get it. And I get it all day long. The texts, the emails, we have a package we can't deliver. Oh, we have a, you know, a lawsuit settlement on yes. a class action case. Yeah. Oh, you know, you have the remaining balance on an insurance bill we weren't able to mail to you. Oh, are you trying to, you know, your Amazon account's frozen. Can you call us immediately? That's all a scam. And I get it all the time. And if you're like, I don't know, like I just got one from American Express and it was like, we're having an issue with your old American Express card and da, 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 da. And I, I checked the URL. I was like, okay, don't download anything. Don't click any of the links. I checked the URL on the email. And I was like, that's weird. I called Amex. Go to your Amex account. Don't ever call that number. Don't ever click that link. Don't ever. If you're like, maybe it's true. Log into your Amazon account. Maybe it's true. Call your bank, call your credit card company. And, you know, don't, it's always, almost always, always fake. And it's constant. And they get you because you're like, that's my hair mud from Amazon. That's going to stop my grays. They can't find my address. You know, then they, although did I tell you that this did happen? I sent my dad a pair of wireless headphones when I bought him the new phone he didn't know how to use. Yeah. And I get a phone call from Amazon and they're like, can you, um, we need to get your account information and you're this and you're this. And I was like, fuck you, you <laughs> fuckable ashtray, you pumpkin fucker. Janice, it was, it was Amazon. <laughs> oh my God. So it was Amazon. So just check and they couldn't get into my dad's community. So bottom line is just go to the source. Okay. Next one. Don't access personal information from public Wi-Fi. So sometimes I get wire requests and I'm out and around, like for the wedding, we have all these wire requests and I'll be on public Wi-Fi, turn off the public Wi-Fi, hotspot your phone, um, do it from your phone. You can't use public Wi-Fi with any of your personal information because right. it can, obviously they can get your passwords, always run malware. So my dad doesn't have, he's got a desktop that's a PC from seven years ago. He doesn't have any malware on there. So most of the new computers come with things like malware bytes. And by the way, you can do perfect checks, just download malware bytes or something like it. And it, it, you don't even have to pay for it. So it, 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 there's a free version that will scan your computer. You set it to run it every hour on the hour, download it, have a pro download it for you, spend the money. It's really, really important because this way, God forbid you download something malicious, it'll catch it and make sure it's up to date. Now then, you, you want to make sure that you have a trace and erase feature on your phone so you can find your phone and you can remotely erase it if you leave it behind, which God willing, we have a phone that's somewhat recent and you should be able to do that because if you leave your phone, they can get into it. Trace and erase. Next one, um, you want to monitor your, you want something that's going to monitor you like 
I had a friend that really got hacked and this one wasn't a joke. They started all kinds of credit in her name because once they get into your stuff, and this is what I said to my dad. I'm like, dad, they're in your computer. Like they know your family. They know where your banks are. They, they know all of your shit. Now you got to set up something like LifeLock so that when someone goes to, cause they'll just start crediting your name. You won't even know they'll open credit cards in your name. So you might be like, Oh, my bank account's fine. My, this is fine. My, that's fine. And you have no idea that they're, you know, they're at Neiman's, you know, like buying X, Y, Z, P, D, and Q. <laughs> So having yeah. like maybe considering investing in something like LifeLock or contacting the credit unions at like Experian, Equifax and saying, hey, there's three of them. I can't remember the third one. When someone tries to start credit, call me on this number and you have a security word. So nobody can open credit without actually it being you. Um, okay. Delete accounts that you no longer use, whether they're social accounts, um, credit card, like now you have revolving credit. So be careful with that. If you wipe out all these credit cards, you don't use, it can affect your credit, but like things you don't use, shut them down apps on your phone that ask to track you. I only allow while using the app because they can somehow use all of that information to hack you. So minimize shut down. Once you're hacked, here's what you need to do. You need to have your, you need to log out of everything which by the way, can take up to 24 hours. They were in his email for about 24 to 30, 36 hours. It was a nightmare. Okay. So uh, you log them out of every device and it logs you out too. You do a password change. You do the two-way factor authentication. So to get back in, you've got a new password and the two-factor authentication. You notify everybody you've been hacked. Change your passwords to everything. Your credit cards, your bank account, everything. Freeze cards for up to 24 hours, your credit cards, freeze them and see if there's any charges being made on them. Look for unusual login attempts to see if they've gotten into anything else. Anything you know has been compromised, obviously immediately block and get rid of. There you go. Oh, I just clicked on something. Now I feel really awkward. Because I got just someone, it was an old relative and, and, and I clicked on, and I usually, I just delete it, but I did click on it in an email and I kind of went, oh, is he dead? <laughs> oh my Just god! Have what? you checked your bank accounts? Oh shit! You're probably broke. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were inheriting something? No, I thought you been wiped out. <laughs> you, you greedy pig! 